Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to uh, another episode of Snacks Packs. Um, here we are. Well, we're here. It feels like it. Yeah, I feel like we like. I don't know. I know we recorded last week, but I feel like we haven't like we haven't been on a, our usual schedule in a while. It's all fucked up. In like three it's weeks. All yeah. fucked up. I was trying to explain to Reagan that I need to record tonight, and she could not wrap her mind around. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, Just shut up! I have to do it. It's, it's all fucked up. It's got it. We're gonna get on next week. We're gonna get back on our normal. Cycle. Yeah, it was just the holidays and shit. And I mean, I yeah. have pretty much. Hold on, I got a burp. All right, no, it's gone. Never mind. I have pretty much the entirety of um, January off. So. Uh, there it was uh, the entirety of January <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a I had a. What'd you do for New Year's? What did I? What? Oh, I was in a hotel in Somerset, Pennsylvania, on the west side of the state, and Re- because Reagan and I got sick, and then Reagan actually got sick again Dude, later. Hell yeah. She got a different sick or maybe re-sick. I don't know. And so we made our return trip three days instead of two days. So we um, did like an eight-hour drive and a seven-hour drive and then a four-hour drive. And the New Year's Eve was the night before our four-hour drive. So we got in at like six. We ordered some pizza. Nice. We smoked a ton of dope. Yeah. Rack and PA. Yes, sir. And um, it, we just hung out with our pets and relaxed for the first time in, in our entire holiday. Basically. Nice, dude! Hell yeah! I, uh, it was really nice. Yeah, we actually paid attention to the 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 New Year's Eve drop, you know, and we were like, yeah, yeah. we did it, we did it. One more, one more year, we did it. Uh, yeah, I had a show New Year's Eve at the old Grenada. Um, oh, that's right. It was pretty cool. That's right. I saw Ryan. And you posted the. You posted oh yeah, the, the uh, fireflies video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was Goose talks about how every time I do an emo night, I always just post the fireflies video, and that's it. I don't post any other fo- videos, and it's and true. Literally true. It's, yeah. it's like I, I don't. It's like subconsciously, it's what I do because I just really like that song, and also it looks cool with everybody's phones out. It was. Uh, it was so funny because for the longest time, I had thought you were doing it on purpose. To be like teasy and you know thematically consistent, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I just I did. <laughs> and so when I posted it on New Year's, I was thinking about that. I was like, I was like, I bet Goose is going to say something about this as I'm posting it. It was a cool I show. Did. I had a, I, I, I saw old fucking um, Ryan. Arge- oh, yeah. yeah, how's he doing? Great. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's. Is he touring? I, he said he's about to go on a UK tour. I can't remember who he said with, and like a couple. That's sick, dude. Not it's a long ass tour. It's like uh, like a couple months. So um, that's sick. And then uh, fucking old Josh was there. He was running the show. It was pretty cool. It was a good time. Um, I had to kick some guy out like five minutes into the show. 
Um, Jesus. Yeah, he was fucked up. He was like, I bet. Stumbling around on stage and everything like that. And I was like, man, I was like, you are fucking like just running into people. And his boys are like trying to like tell him to chill out. And then, uh, shout out to the boys. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to the, the boys. boys. And then, uh, I, I was already like watching him to see if I needed to kick him out. And then someone came up to me and was like, this guy is like running into everybody and just being a huge nuisance. So there is a, staff member on the side of the stage that was working and shout out to him i didn't catch his name but he was fucking hot on it he was just like dude anything i need i was like him gone he was like all right i got it and like little to no like uh little to no like resistance he was like hey man come with me and he goes then he's like all right you gotta go um and then well it's like later in the night and um this fucking guy and dude apparently there was like i you know there there was a lot i didn't see but a lot of weird fucking creeps were creeping on new year's eve but it just i guess it comes with the crowd like everybody's already fucked up so um uh but later that night rob um and his girlfriend were there who's also a friend of mine and this guy, like, apparently she knew him, but, like, she w- he would not, like, leave her alone. Like, it was all very obvious she was, like, not with it. Like, she was, like, kind of, like, leave me alone. And he just kept, like, fucking, you know, doing whatever. And I, st- I was, like, literally in the middle of DJing. And I turned around and saw it. And I stepped off the DJ booth. And I was like, hey, she's obviously not into it. Fucking go before I kick you out Get of my show. Get the fuck out of here. And uh, he was like, oh, no, it's cool, man. And I, like, looked over at stage guy, and I was like, come here. And he, like, walked over, and I was like, this guy, gone. He was like, all right, let's go, buddy. You got to leave. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You're so, like, this is why I did this. Yeah. This is why I'm famous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get this man Just the fuck out of here. Yeah, right? Uh, but it was cool. It was a good time. Um, fucking. You have to stay up late. Yeah, of course, dude. I got I Awful. Got, <laughs> I got home, man, and I was just like, um, it uh, it was like two something in the morning when I got home, and I just like was sitting there. I felt I don't know, man. I feel old. I was fucking sore and dead. Like it was not fun. We're old, dude. It's real now. It's definitely real. I'm actually never getting old, so I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I'm sure it feels like that. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth because, like I said last week, I was like, you know hanging out with the kids i was like yeah i'm i'm kids too yeah i really yeah. feel like i'm kids too you know yeah but i'm not like, you're I'm not yeah i you like I, mean? I know 27 about to be 28 it's not old by any means i don't think you're old till you get to like it's 60 just, dude you're finally at the age where un, like enough time has passed that you remember and can and have seen things change yeah you know what I mean? Like that it, it's it just in your life, that like there's actually appreciable difference. And you're like, and you start to realize that, you know, like, that is true. Yeah. You're like, God, like, I, remember, I was just talking to my dad, most boomer conversation I've ever had. We we're talking about how you used to be able to get a bunch of food at McDonald's for five bucks. And now you can't get a fucking, you can barely get anything for $5. Dude, and even, even just like in the past couple years, shit has like, yeah. like, like I've reposted this, the Taco Bell rant video on my Instagram and I like blew up and like, I like named off some prices on it. And then I remember, and people were commenting on it. Like you can't get 
that kind of like you can't get that for that now and <laughs> like, i'm like a beefy five layer yeah, like three bucks yeah now. dude and like i'm reminded because like like taco bell like we'll go to taco bell and spend like 30 fucking dollars yes. i'm like dude like we might as well go to a fucking restaurant like 22 dollars yeah it's like, like holy fuck. there's literally like a legit fucking dominican restaurant that we get food at and it like our both of our entrees together are like twenty one dollars. Yeah, and I was like, why am I going to Taco yeah. Bell? And like sometimes I'll it's get so like cheesy and yeah, salty. Yeah, and it's mm. the beef, man. It's not real it's beef, the, so it doesn't fuck you up. It's true uh, though. So and then sometimes I'll get a wild hair at my ass and go to Burger King, dude. I for two people spend almost forty dollars at Burger King, bro. Almost oh, you forty dollars. No. I don't. I don't. That's the thing. Like, I have not, like, the last couple times I went to Burger King, I have not balled out. It's been two meals, and that's it. And it's almost fucking 40 fucking bucks, dude. Dude, it, I, if I, if I, I've said here, especially here, because something about in the summer, we, we went to, we had to go to a bunch when we moved in because we didn't have a kitchen, we didn't have food, yeah. you know, so we were just, and we had to go to a lot of fast food, and it was, like the the experience, the the uh, customer service, the whole thing was so shit. It was so yeah. shitty, and I was like, w- I hate this. Like I, I'm like dreading them taking my order. Like they're gonna be mean to me. They're not gonna be patient with me. They're gonna tell me whatever I want to eat isn't there anymore. Oh, and then right. at the end they'll be like, it's seventeen dollars. Yeah. I'm like, I only. Like, what are you talking like you about? You want us to fucking spit in that food for you? You piece of <laughs> shit. Dude. I'm like, Fuck dude, you. I expect it, dude. So I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to eat at fast food. And we really have stuck by it. Like, that's something that I just, for the most part, we kind of just phase it out because it is just so not worth it anymore. That's fair. With my and that just makes me feel old. Dude. Yeah. I was like, we used to go to McDonald's with All 10 the time. bucks. Like, three people. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember just my freshman year of college going to fucking Taco Bell with, like, $10 at, like, you know, 2 in the morning and, and eating for, like, two straight hours. And now... Ten dollars is nothing. I also think about the times when I was in high school where, like, excuse me, having like a debit card wasn't really like a thing. Wait, oh, I got one. Yeah, where's your emotional yeah, support gun? Right here. I got mine in the slick new gear. You nice, it looks good. Yeah, did you see this? That's swanky. Look at that slab. Yeah, yeah, oh. you sent me. Yeah, you showed me that. Dude, I like put it on sword. my belt, and I it, it was. I was like, nice. this is insane. I'm LARPing. Yeah. Right now. I'm full LARPing. <laughs> um, but, like, I think about, like, when I was in high school, when, like, having a debit card wasn't, like, like a common thing. I don't know. I mean, at least in, like, my friend circle, it wasn't, like, everybody, like, you didn't just have a debit card or, like, a credit card. It was it, it, how kids have it now. But I think about now how much I use my debit card and how, like, back in the day when I had a job, I would, like, go deposit my paycheck and pull out cash every time I needed to buy something. And I was like, how the Boomer. fuck did I survive, dude? <laughs> like, it's so I annoying. Tell, like, I'd be like, dude, oh, I, I, I gotta go pull out money before we go do this this weekend. So, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, dude, my landlord only accepts rent in fucking cash. Really? Hella shady. shady. Yeah, that's shady. Dude, I think, I honestly think she's doing some illegal shit. Oh, she... She also lists... She says she owns a bunch of properties, right? She lists her business address for the realtor agent that she has. She lives in New Jersey, but she yeah. lists the address is here, this mm. house that I live in. Ooh, and I was like, well, what are you doing? That is that's, super sketch. That is. I was like, why do we have to hold on to your mail? And we have court mail right now. Dude, her. oh my God. I, like a few different, <laughs> she's been getting a bunch of court mail lately. And I'm just like, uh-oh. Dude, nobody, like, nobody who's, uh, how do I want to phrase this? Nobody who is 
not doing nefarious activities doesn't just accept cash. I don't know if I yeah, said that dude. correctly, but like you have to be up to no good if you're just like cash only, I agree. dude. Like, and I, I, I think cash is important because it's untraceable. You should always have a bunch of yeah, cash I on agree. hand just in case. That being said, it's really annoying. I don't use it that much. Yeah. And ha- just simply having to go once a month to the ATM for cash, I'm like, this Pull is so fucking, fucking I annoying. Mean, dude, I have to do that anyways because it's like, I I'm so fucking sick. I hate banks. I wish I could just fucking blow them up. But uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I like want to strangle a bank. Dude, you know I, what I mean? yeah. like, <laughs> strangle a bank. That's gonna be the name of this episode. Um, but like when I when I go, so when I pull out rent, I have to go to an ATM, pull out money, and then go and pay you know get a money order then pay it in the, in the money order in the dropbox because if i do it online it's an extra ten dollars for a fucking service fee um what? dude yeah dude, and then that. and then when i pay my fucking car payment since there's no fucking because i i got it through tulsa credit union because i got my car in tulsa and i have to go to a shared branch to pay my car payment so when I go what? to a shared branch to pay my car payment, they have to basically do like cash back on my card and then they pull out the amount of my uh fucking car payment and then they pay basically pay themselves. Oh and my so my bank fucking my bank charges me ten extra dollars for a non Bank of America teller fee. But it's the cheapest option because if I pay it online or over the phone, it's a fifteen dollar service fee. Bro, Dude, it's fucking. Look, look and, I'm not. A, I'm not by any means a crypto bro, but yeah, like, you have to at least empathize with people who are like, "Can we try something that isn't?" Yeah, banks? I agree. Bullshit. I agree. So and, and dude, the the process to like paying my car payment through a shared branch is so like stupid, dumb, complicated that the guy at the bank. Luckily, the the shared branch that I use is at the Merc right down the street from my house, but. The, the fucking process is so stupid. The guy printed me off a stack of papers of like, like he's like, these are all the forms already filled out and just prints it off for me. And he's like, bring one of these in and give me your ID and your card. And it'll be so much faster. Like he oh printed out every God. form on a single sheet of paper and was like, here's a stack of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that is dude. So that, that guy is saving himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I respect yeah. him. Yeah, I respect so it. Yeah. For that. And he was like, what a, what a professional. I, yeah, I told him, I was like, I'll keep that, you know, I'll bring one of these in every time when I run out. I'll I have swear. you turn off oh, more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it, yeah, it is. Uh, That's legit. But also so stupid. This is such a, a pain dumb, in the ass. And the fact. The, you're like literally like picking up money and putting it down. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> is like, hey, what are we It's like people standing. Pretending? Dude, it's people standing in a circle just handing off dollar bills back to each other. Oh. And that's what it is. And it's like, and it's so dumb that my bank fucking charges you 10 extra dollars for not using. Like, maybe if you guys didn't fucking. Suck ass all that like you, you didn't like you you don't do shared branches or anything like that. Maybe if you were a better fucking bank, I wouldn't have to go see another bank on the side. Like I don't know what you like, like, <laughs> like dude. I I got a bank account at Arvest when I was out in Olathe, and then I moved to Lawrence, and there was not one. Like Arvis is huge. They're yeah, like, yeah, they here. are. Like they're a massive chain. Yeah, there was not one ATM for them in Lawrence, and my bank was literally twenty minutes away in Dude. OP. Like, and I was like, 
I asked, I called like high up the chain. I was being really annoying about it. Yeah. I was like, is, is, can someone just put one, one ATM? ATM here, please? And, and dude. I kept doing this and they were like, no. Like, or, fuck you, and then yeah. eventually someone was like, yeah, we, 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 we are looking at expanding that area. I, I would, like, okay. I would hope so. But in the meantime, can you comp me my ATM fees? Cause you refuse to build a fucking ATM yeah. simply 20 miles away. Just put it over. Yeah. There. It's not that hard. Just they didn't fucking, go for that. Yeah, of course they Which, didn't. I was like, I don't know. I'm just like strong arming the yeah, bank. Yeah, I, I mean, gonna they, what are they going to do? Fucking cry about it, dude? They don't care. And then also, but, like, I just, I don't know, man. I, but well, the problem is, like, my bank, Bank of America, has been annoying, but like not annoying enough to make me go through the process to transfer yes, everything over. So that's yeah. exactly what I was yeah. going to say because I wanted to protest this bank because yeah. I, I hated them. Yeah. They were annoying as shit. And. So I was like, I'm going to move to PA. I'm going to get a new bank. I still have not done that. Dude, it's a I, process. It's annoying. And I don't want to have and to like not be without my money for like a certain amount of time. Yes. Yeah, when I yeah. when, when I called the or, and talked to the bank about it, I was like, you know, what's the process going to be for transferring that? And she's like, oh, we just close it and you just come pick up your money. And I was what? like, I was like, excuse me. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. I was like, you want me to have over ten fucking thousand dollars in cash and I have to drive it across the fucking country? I said it like that. Yeah. I was like, I, I was so mad. I was like, you want me to drive around with a bunch of money instead of you guys just transferring, transferring it, it she's over? Like, she's like, oh well, yeah. I guess we could probably just transfer it to your new one and then close it. I was like, what? Wow, crazy. Wow. Why you would fucking do? Banks, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate that they have my money. Yeah, dude. you are you are holding it. my money right now, and that makes give me, me my money. That I'm makes like, me or give it to someone else. Yeah, don't make it hard. I do. Yeah, I just and and like I my other bank is USAA. That's what my car insurance and my savings account was with, and I'm just like. I could transfer that over to USA because I'm sure there's better benefits and like they're veteran friendly and like the they pay you a day early or whatever. But um, there's like no USA. They, USA is not like a bank I can go into when I have an issue. And no, that's and what dude, I, I, I and that's why I want to transfer because I have a thing about like and I told Reagan because she was looking at getting an ally checking account like an online one. No, and I was like, never. no, I'm like you always get a bank account your checking account. You need to go to a place where you can show up at their fucking front yeah, door. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm like, you have my money, give it to yeah, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I need, I've your, never I need trust your the assistance. internet with all of and my like, money. It, no. Yeah, and that's like a huge thing now. Like Chime, like the completely online banking account. I'm like, I couldn't. I'm sorry. Uh, like this Ally episode has real. been brought to you by Chime, uh, the new <laughs> online banking. <laughs> Cash out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Andrew Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Uh, yeah, I just I like allies real and so I use it for my savings account, but I'm always like, man, I like I just gave my money to the internet. Like, yeah. This Here I've you never go. seen an ally yeah. person. You know, I'm like I don't even, what a weird concept. How are you, really yeah, I don't even out. know if you guys are you employ anybody. Like it just be one guy in this fucking room. The f- I just, I know, I looked into it. They were FDIC insured, so the government will back them. And I was okay. like, all right, you know, fuck it, whatever. So, and they've honestly been pretty sweet because they actually give you interest, which is what banks are supposed to do. Yeah. And Ally does, Ally is able to do it because they don't have buildings. Oh. They don't pay, they don't pay for a building. So they're like, we'll give you fucking bond interest. That's like pretty 3%, cool. Which is 3% is amazing. Yeah. Because my bank, my bank, the real one that I can walk into and bitch at, 
is like it was like point oh five. I mean, like, that's the trade off, man. That's the trade off. You want to fucking walk in and yell at us? You're not gonna get a good interest rate on your fucking. And they accounts. used to. They, they, it used to be pretty good. Like that's an old timey thing, but they just they just whittled away at it over the years. They just give us less and yeah. they steal. So uh, the, yeah, strangle your local bank. Yeah, strangle your <laughs> local bank. Some kid jumped over the hood of my car today in Quick Trip. We we didn't talk about. We needed to mention real quick that uh, Andrew Tate went to jail. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because we talked about yeah. it on the podcast, and then yeah, <laughs> what a it was like hours later, dude. Yeah, what a du- we're ahead of the curve, dude. Always what it is what Always. a dumb stupid. Dude, the Algo idiot. acted on it yeah. because we <laughs> yeah. mentioned it. So, like, get him, fucking get his ass. I can't believe, um, dude. I just like. Sometimes I thought so. Here's what I was confused about. I thought it was known that what he had done, like about him running the Romanian sex ring, sex slavery well, ring for like, cam girls. Yeah, and I I thought we had known about that for years. I mean, I've heard of that a ton. It's very. It, it is very possible that it was well known, but I mean, a lot of the times, especially in stuff like that, like you have to build like. It's not like we think he did it, so let's take him in, and then he gets off on the charge, and they can't yeah. prosecute him for it. I yet. mean, the fact that they arrested him means that they've been working. Yeah, on him for like a while. they need a solid, like ironclad case. They there's like like you got to take a plea deal, so because there's no way, dude. He's this. like the perfect celebrity to arrest because he's indefensible. Yeah, like, no dude, one, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. in the U.S. government is gonna stick their fucking yeah, neck out. Exactly. Like, take, um, like, did oh, you see that off. the fucking Taliban was like, you better release him right now? Now release him. <laughs> yeah, none of the none of the countries that he holds a passport in has came in and been like, all right, let's talk about it. Except the, the so, Taliban was like, let him out now. <laughs> it's 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 obviously horrible that the Taliban is in charge of Afghanistan now. Yeah. But like, I just think about like the UN and like diplomats and like the world leaders all talking to each other, and then like the Taliban is there. Like, and, hey, what's and, up, guys? And they're like. Feral, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like we'll cut. We uh, don't let women go to school. We'll cut your hands off. Yeah, and uh, we'll take Andrew Tate out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like you know, Justin Trudeau is like, dude, dude it's I yeah. have to res- shut the fuck up. It's like one of those things where like, like, it's like I, a Family Guy. Skit. Yeah, it is, and like it's like the cornerstone, like evil part of any oh, like, yeah. organization of like, yeah, it's all just like all the country's worst traits just crammed into one and it just it really lives is. there. And like, I'm yeah. trying to think of a good analogy, like some like movie reference of what it could be. Um, it's hard. It's it hard. is hard. It is. Uh, damn it. I can't think of anything now. There's I mean, the only the, thing I can think uh, of is, is this episode. Tuscan Raiders are yeah. basically modeled. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit racy. A little bit. But yeah, I love like, sometimes I think that I'm like, there's, you know, I, there's I, some, something about a higher power of like, I just, you know, maybe we're just all floating in the cosmos, you know, doing fuck all and nothing's directed anywhere and we're just kind of here and then things like that happen where it's like 
you pick a fight with a child and then you get arrested because you were trying to be cool and accepted oh. some pizza boxes. And I'm like, you know, maybe there is a higher power. Maybe uh, like you can't like, something to it. That is divine comedy. Like there was like someone it out is. there that was like, Fuck this guy, dude, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I don't understand. It's like, it's, it's I, I every, and it's crazy because the news, like I saw someone comment that like satire doesn't mean anything anymore. And I kind of agree because I'm like, I, there's been a lot of times where I hear the news and I'm like, is that a yeah, true story? Yeah, there's like, no I way that's tell real. If that is a true story, like the we talked about it before, the uh, mass shooter dad who was on. Oh Matt yeah, on yeah, yeah, dude, dude, that was unbelievable. I was like, <laughs> if this was a character on like Veep or Parks and Rec or something, I don't know. Like, I'd be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah and now you know? it, it, it's just real life now, and it real life i don't know man because it's and it's one of those boomer things where it's like what you know what's happened to today's blah 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 but i don't think it's anything wrong with today's generation or if it is it's this it's it's something wrong with today's like generation of news yeah as well and media because it's like obviously these people always existed. They were always there. Yeah. No matter what, they were always there. But like Fox News is making it worse. But now, you know? but now they're like, oh, these kind of people, they really bump the ratings up. Like people love seeing yeah. this shit. So that's all they pump on the news. And now it's like, you know, it's all everyone sees. So you just think the world is shit now. The world's always you know, been shit. The, yeah, that's the thing is like people always say, oh, we said that every generation, right? Like, but I'm also like, well, it, things are getting worse. Yeah. I, like, I mean, yeah. if it's getting like capitalism is destroying us. And so for like 50 straight years, at least, I mean, I'm definitely rounding down, but it, like yeah. no one could argue with me about the last 50 years. I've just been going straight downhill in terms of like the planet and like the amount of money the average person makes the wealth. Disparity, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. All of those, Undeniable. you know what I mean? Those things are horrible now. Like, the fact that Elon Musk can lose two hundred billion dollars and still have a hundred billion dollars yeah, is the is, most evil, unimaginable I can't nightmare. Even, I can't even like and fathom we, that. My other part of that is like the internet is developing. It's new. It's never existed before in history. Yeah, yeah you know. I was like, sure, the radio and the TV had its own effects, but I was like, but the nothing like is more. This. Yeah, it's nothing different. Like this. You know. That is like, that is a weird thing to think about too. Is like we're watching something that has never been seen before develop yeah. in real time, and I don't think people think about that a lot because it's like no. it's something that's been a part of your, uh, you know, the new generation of kids now. It's been a part of your life since you were a fucking uh, shitty little baby. So like, um, <laughs> yeah. So you just think of it as like this constant thing that's always been there, but like you are actively watching probably one of the greatest inventions of all time develop in front of you yeah and one of the worst yeah develop in front of you it's a weird thing to think about we have never had this like power of like one person's voice could be getting so far you know and that's crazy and us taking in the entire world at the same time is crazy while also like robots are designing better ways to like attract our attention to do that i was like sure everything sucks every generation but we have never had the terminator trying to like eat our dopamine true. you know very true this is great i was like so we can say that things are worse things are weird and yeah different. weird but, I different mean, there's a lot worse. of metrics that things are better but you yeah know, it's it, worse. i mean it's also like i've had to explain that to my like 
like family members of them being like fucking you know what's wrong with today blah 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 what are all these people that think this that and the other i'm like well you you've you've now you have something in your life that like you are able to any everybody the internet gives literally every single person a platform no matter what if you can use it you have a platform to speak about whatever you want to speak about um and so now everyone's voice is amplified so and it's broadcasted to the entire world so all the other people that think those shitty things as well can hop in and be like yeah i think that too whereas back in your day it was just your town fucking asshole just standing on the corner hollering things and people were like fuck him just don't pay attention to it but now he can hit up other stupid assholes and fucking they can all be stupid assholes together and cause a problem and like the those you know the stupid asshole in the corner never ran into one, anybody who agreed with yeah. him. So he's always like, "Oh, I don't know." But now he finds those people all and over the fucking world. Reinforces and he's, his fucking sure. yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, that's the mm. word. That's so bad. Anyway, about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, have you watched Andrew Callahan's new? No, dude. no, don't spoil have, it. No, no I, I, well, have you seen like the previews for it? I'm not going to talk about anything. No. You can't like. There's just <clears throat> there is like. There's because he posts like shorts of it on his YouTube. I haven't watched it either, but he posts shorts Wait, of it are you on his YouTube about channel. The election day, which one are you talking the, about? The the HBO series or the HBO oh, documentary. Oh, that no. Is so, that out? Is it out? I think so. It should be. Yeah, oh. look it up. But he posts shorts of it on his YouTube channel, and like there is like this this part that he hangs out with this family, this family of like QAnon conspiracy theorists, and like. I've watched Andrew Callahan stuff and I've been like, that's, you know, look at these brainwashed motherfuckers, whatever. But like he hangs out with his family and this couple has three children oh, he's out. <clears throat> and it's yes. like the saddest thing I've ever seen. Cause like this kid is like, sta- like standing, like a nine year old kid is like, so-and-so is a pedophile and they're going to eat, they're going to kill babies and suck their blood Dude, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, And this kid's parents only homeschool him, and they only feed him QAnon rhetoric. So it's like like that fucking Jesus camp. Yeah, yeah. See that one? Yeah, and it is exactly like that. And it's like miserable. And their parents pulled them out of public schools, and like Andrew's playing like Beyblades with them, and he's like, "Oh, do you guys miss your friend?" And the girl's like, yeah, I miss, like, one of, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends, but my one friend I miss, and the boy's like, I don't have any friends because he's, you know, homeschooled and shit. And so it's like, maybe if you were in public school, you would be able to pull yourself out of the QAnon hole by surrounding yourself with other people of different cultures, people who aren't bad shit fucking crazy. But now yeah. you're just like, your house is an echo chamber. That's all it is. And like... That's- yeah dude it is it, it, i've like i watched that video it was like a five minute video he posted of it and i was like this is like probably one of the saddest things i've ever seen uh, dude andrew is a, a special yeah. fucking artist <laughs> yes in he this is time like like he really feels like to me like and I, especially with him and like nathan fielder there's just they're like this brand new wave of news and media and like uh, I don't know, almost sociology yeah. or whatever. And I think um, moving forward, like we're going to see a lot more people like that, like trying yeah. to get this like reality out of people. It's, That's it's what I awesome. Hope. That's what I, I love hope. it. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about our shit? Yeah. Do you want me to go first or what? Mine's longer. I don't remember. I can, I can go first. Do you want yeah, the no, longer go. one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and go if you want. 
All right, let's knock it out. Yeah. Let's get it done. Okay, so I'm covering today Sylvia Brown, uh, one of America's most infamous or famous psychics. I think I thought about covering her one time, but I just like, I don't want to do all this research. And so, and, and you know, that's what I wanted to say because it was kind of hard to put together a narrative of it, yeah. which is what I'm always trying to do for the episode because no one ever seemed to like her enough to do that yeah for one like and i think she was kind of an older time like she was much more active in the you know 70s through yeah, the 90s yeah. she, she's an older and a lot of those people are dead now and don't you know they don't care now to yeah. learn about her or hear about her so I, there's just like not much of a market so what i was trying to put together of it was more of like an overview of her life and the thing is psychics aren't real I don't. Sure. I. I don't believe there's ever been a real psychic. So we know that I she's a scammer. I don't believe. Know- I don't know. I don't believe in psychics. You know my stance on stuff like this. I don't believe in like fucking full on psychics that are like, come sit down. I'm going to tell you everything about your future. Blah 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 blah. But I believe in some stuff like watch that. your blah blahs. Oh yeah, true. I. Yeah, but I believe in stuff, like I believe in you know tarot cards stuff and things of that nature. But. Most psychics who are like, you know, if you're saying on the circuit, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, if you're like, if you are a psychic and you can't say, you know, like you got a hundred fucking cups and with a marble under it, and you're like, say which one it is, that's all you have to do, and no one's ever done that. That's what I think, at least. You know what I mean? So we know that she's a scammer because she's charging money to do these things, which is just lie. And um, so I'm going to kind of cover her life and how she has made a career out of just doing this. So uh, also uh, my favorite psychic media is The Dead Zone, the book and the movie. Very good. Stephen King book and a Christopher Walken movie. Highly recommend. And uh, Men Who Stare at Goats. Have you ever seen that movie? I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Love that movie. Great psychic movie. Yeah. That's the kind of movie you see. I'm like, I wish this was real. I wish this kind of stuff existed. Uh, I had a, a bunch of weird sources. Um, there's one called Quack Watch. Uh, it was written by a professor from uh, Oklahoma City. There was Novus Org at New York Times, and I mentioned some other ones later. But it was, again, really hard to find like a yeah. good thing about her. I actually had to, did a decent amount of video watching to get info about it. I do that sometimes though. If I like really don't want to just scour the internet, I'll find like a really good in-depth like YouTube video and watch that and kind of like form notes as it goes. And I'll go back and retrace and look other places. Yeah. That's what I did for uh, the soccer player. I I watched a documentary about it. I was like, Oh, perfect. So now I know where I can, you know, research to find more info about um, so Sylvia was born as Sylvia Shoemaker on October 19th, 1936, and she grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, hey, uh, my she- story also takes place in Kansas City. No shit. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, part of it, like, yeah. one of the main antagonists is in Kansas City, so I'm like, yeah, yeah tight. So, uh, according to this weird Gnostic Christianity group that she started, which is one of the only sources of, like, personal biography that she releases, um, her... Oh, shit, sorry. Oh, her powers... Manifested when she was only three years old. 
The same bio claims that she got a graduate degree at some random university that she didn't even bother to mention. Nice. And then worked 18 years as a Catholic school teacher, which I think is about as qualified as you would need to be to be a Catholic school teacher in the 50s. Also true. You just say what the Bible says, I guess. Yeah, it's almost (laughs) like as little qualified. Like the Catholic school teacher in the 70s is like, the least, You're an abusive babysitter. Like, yeah, like you know? in Catholic school teacher for qualifications, Catholic school teacher right here, cop is like right there. Like <laughs> just barely above it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're like, actually, cops might be a little better with children. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did find out after I cross-referencing that she went uh, to St. Teresa's College, now uh, called Avila University. I didn't bother to look up where that is. Um, despite her claims, the records show that she did not actually finish college. She had no higher education degree, despite, of course, repeatedly claiming that she did. Huh. Yeah. Dummy. So, and I'm also like, I mean, I don't care if you go to college. You're yeah, a psychic. For real. Why are you saying that you went to college? Yeah, you don't have to lie to kick it, bro. Like, it, there's no psychic college. So, I mean, yeah, you don't have to. Whatever. Who cares if you, listen, nobody gives a shit if you go to college or not. Just fucking no. live your life, but don't lie about no. it. Yeah, don't lie about it. Did, we, did you see the rehearsal? I can't remember. The rehearsal. The Nathan Fielder HBO show? I don't think so. Dude, it, you, all right, it just that kind of reminded me. You should watch it. It's amazing. We okay. can talk about Nathan Fielder forever. He's okay. my favorite now. I'll check it um, out. So it was around this time about finishing school and whatever that she claimed to have trained as a hypnotist and a trance medium while also working as a Catholic school teacher. Don't. Love the connection. Yeah, there's uh, two different sides. Kind of weird stuff there. going on. Yeah, um, I've always had this theory that hypnotists in the old days used to work because that they were just like therapists and they would like calm people down and maybe like speak to them softly, you know. And yeah. and like for like a hundred years, no humans stopped doing it to each other <laughs> in Western culture. We just screamed or punched each other. I've heard. I mean, I've heard of like like modern day hypnotists. Um, I don't know. I. Uh, I would like to try it just to see if it if it's a thing, but I I don't know if I believe totally. in it. Yeah, it's totally not. <laughs> There's a lot of research about it. I mean, yeah. and you know, there can be a suggestible state, but like true, what we see yeah, is hypnosis. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. nah, definitely not. Um, the army would be all over it. Dude, I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> they would be all. They wouldn't teach That's you anything. True. That's they would true. just hypnotize you immediately. That it's is very so much true. easier. Um, so kind of interesting because. She used to be a huge deal and not much material got on her in the last decade or so kind of forgotten figure. Cause I think that, I mean, she was like a big TV psychic. Like she would go on That's what Letterman reading. or these other shows yeah. and uh, like late night shows and talk about it and make predictions, whatever. And everybody had seen her at least. And we just don't have a market for that anymore. No, nobody, we don't believe in that. Yeah. I th- right? Like, culturally, we seem to just not want to give a shit about what a uh, famous psychic has to say. Yeah, I think, I think it's because of the Frank Abagnale effect of existing when you it was just hard to yeah. catch anybody in a lie. You just say it. Yeah, that and also, like, like paranormal stuff, big market. Psychic shit is like, nah, it's much, much no. smaller. And like, because psych- psychic deliver, it promises results. It's yeah, the most yeah. failure prone. And, you know? and like, nowadays people, like you said, people are like, I don't want to fucking hear what you have to say. I'm going to go look up what the yeah, actual exa- thing is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Um, so uh, her own website says that she has unparalleled psychic ability. Since her late teens, uh, Sylvia has been using her gift to help thousands of people. This prophetic ability has been tested many times. Okay. And each test turns into another testimonial of paranormal cognition. And I had to type all of that out manually because her stupid fucking website wouldn't let me copy anything. <laughs> That's Why? Grow that up. sucks. Ugh. But yeah, I was like, okay, so she's really going to say that she's been put to the test with her psychic abilities and passes every okay. time. She sure, does kind of remind me of... Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can see yeah. that. Just, just wheeling and dealing, yeah. you know? <laughs> Shooting from the hip. Various plots and schemes going at all times in my head. I mean, there is a reason that, like, all of our biggest cons and scammers were before the internet. Yeah, you know oh, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It was so much better back uh, then just to rob people. And now fraudsters and scammers only go for old people who weren't around to learn the internet, and they don't want to learn now, so... Um, it's really just yeah. They're preying yeah. on a dying market. Yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> literally, that. yeah. And that's what NFTs are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the Gnostic Christian organization that she started as like kind of a religion, she started through this kind of LLC that she filed originally to like start her psychic business, but then she turned it into like the Nirvana Foundation for. Her, and she wanted to get it a uh, religious status so that it would be tax exempt. Hey, there it is, tax exempt. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So, um, the uh, it's called Novus, and that website is really the primary source about her life, uh, except for like her books. But I wasn't gonna buy a yeah, fucking fuck book. Yeah, fuck no, dude. She, and she doesn't have an EPUB of any of her fucking books. Jesus. So it claims her professional career as a psychic started May eighth, nineteen seventy three. They had a day a right there. Day that you start. Okay. They didn't say what it was. Yeah, or just, anything. Oh, they were just like, like that's mm. what it happened. Yeah. Um, and within a year, the practice had grown large enough to start her business as the Nirvana Foundation for Psychic Research. Um, couldn't find a lot of info about it. So, like, I think that is what she turned into the the church officially. Maybe she was just um, really into Kurt Cobain and it got out of maybe, hand. Got, maybe. Got away out of hand. It was 1973. Yeah, so, I think so. even made a twinkle in his father's yeah. eye. <laughs> uh, kind of hard to get a real outline of her life, like I said. Um, so she built up a vast empire around her predictions. She published over 40 books. Many sat on the New York Times bestseller list. She had a loyal following that she used to propel herself to fame, eventually showing up on Larry King Live, the Montel Williams show, all the late night circus, you know. Um, when she wasn't making nationally publicized appearances, she was taking phone calls for customers at a whopping $23 a minute, Whoa. which is $700 for a half hour. Oh, fuck you. I would never, ever. Jeez. $700. Yeah. Never. Uh, she also claims to have proven there is an afterlife, and naturally she maintains a close connection with it. So I wouldn't pay can... to talk to God for $27 a minute. Mm, Absolutely no. not. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, like, do you do texts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like a couple bucks. Yeah. 
On September 3rd, 2001, Sylvia was brought on to Larry King Live with another guest, James Randy. And if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because you're a super fan, because you remember that is the same skeptic who offered a million dollars to test the ADE-651 bomb detector. Dude, that hell yeah. was not a bomb detector. He's out, he's out, there, he's out there doing it in the trenches, Dude, man. he was... In the trenches. I've actually seen him in some other stuff. He really duped it out back then. His full-time, like profession foundation public uh image was like a skeptic he was like he was out there tussling and and that's pre-internet shit dude we don't have those anymore what's, except for maybe like hank green yeah, i guess yeah. what's, his, what's his name again his full name uh james randy with an i james randy uh, uh, so anyway, as you could probably guess, he wants to test Sylvia out after she claimed to have worked with hundreds of doctors and cured children of their diseases. He's like, well, sick. Let's let's put that to the test. So and, and his ultimate theory is that she's just a vague cold reader, which is pretty much how psychics work. They, you know, they look at you, what you're wearing, what you feel like. You're the kind of person yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you pay money to a psychic. They make some wild, some vague guesses. They're like, is there a J in there? course there's a j there's almost always a j (laughs) boom you know they feel like they got it and he talks about the recency bias and people only remember when she's right they're like oh wow that's amazing crazy um so um he lets her work her method on a call in the show they take a call and he like wants to see how she does it so someone calls on asking her if her husband who had died uh, knew that she loved him, which is sad. Yeah, and Sylvia's sad. like, "Oh yeah, from that clot, right? Big old clot killed him. Died from a clot." Like she's like, you know, pretending to yeah, know right yeah, away. Yeah. Um, and he had had a severe hemorrhage, like stroke in his brain. And Larry King's like, "Boom, yep, nailed it." Even though a clot is the opposite of a hemorrhage, the blood is pouring out of your head instead of staying in a ball. No one's gonna look so- that up though. No, yeah. no, and yeah. and and you know, Larry King, Larry fucking King is gonna be like, boom, yeah, look at that, look at that, and, you know, and now James Randy or and Randy's got to be like, no, dude, you know, and be a fucking spoil sport <laughs> and tell this lady, no fucking way, yeah, your husband doesn't know because he's gone forever. Uh, it's a perfect setup. So, um, and like Larry does kind of push it, and Randy's like, no, dude, I mean, nah, and it's not like a very consequential like. You're wrong yeah, episode yeah. of television, but it was the, it's it's such a half-assed performance, you know. And it and Larry doesn't want the bad TV of her being wrong anyway, so it that's a big reason for her success, I think. Um, so later he has a website post after the episode where he's like, it doesn't count. Um, and but he also calls her out on some other sp- specific instances of where she gets like. She provides like specific medical advice. Like oh. she tells one woman to get her bilirubin checked for her liver, which isn't a liver enzyme, and it's not something that ever gets checked by itself anyway. And it it doesn't mean anything. She's just fucking talking out of her ass. Just sent completely. that sent that lady to the doctor just to look like a fire. dumbass, dude. So and then another time, she literally prescribes a drug to the caller. Like she's like, "You should take this drug for that." What? Like, right on the phone, dude. And and then she tells a third person to get a fecal. T- Test for Epstein Bar, which does not exist. She just made that up, and I was like, "What? Why are you doing this? Stop it!" It's, also, who did? Didn't we have? Oh, the goat, the goat testicle dude. He was going on the radio, just giving out. Medical oh yeah, advice yeah, 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 yeah. And they they went down on his ass. Fucking, uh, you talking about the Liver King? Oh what? wait, no, no, no. I'm wait. Who are you talking about? 
the guy the uh, guy who was putting goat testicles. Oh, okay, yeah, body. yeah. Sorry, because yeah. there was then he made his illegal radio. Station. Yeah, and because the, there cool recently cool. in today's world there was the liver king who was like. Yeah, bro, and I think what he was like, if you just eat like liver, and I think he said like fucking testicles or something like that. Um, oh no! Yeah, uh, he was like, you'll look like me, and he was like, I don't take steroids. I would never take steroids. That is oh, terrible. Oh yeah, and then he's, he takes twelve thousand like, dollars of steroids a month, dude. <laughs> um, and yeah, so she is just kind of talking out of her ass and giving specific medical advice, which. You just don't need to do. It's like you're a psychic. Like, why are you even getting yeah, into that? You know, yeah, yeah, that isn't like you could. You can never talk about. Get, you can never give medical advice and be fine in your profession. And uh, then on the show, she tells Randy that he needs his left ventricle checked, and he goes to for fucking world class cardiac surgeon, and he's like, "Look at my left ventricle," and he's like, "It's fine, it's <laughs> completely fine." And I was like, "Dude, this guy's out here just dunking yeah, on." Yeah, it's just, in it'd be dude. so fun. Like she says something, you're like, "Well, now I gotta go to the fucking doctor." Wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, so Randy has a system for his million dollars, where if you take a preliminary test and then. If that passes, then you go to the formal test where you would win your $1 million. And no one has ever passed his preliminary test. And actually, he is dead now because he's an old man. Yeah, he old. Yeah. And he did it for a long time. But I think in 2015, he wasn't able to be in charge of it anymore. So they so, stopped doing it. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not something that they, it's like a permanent foundation or anything. It was just his side hobby. And yeah. Just to- people's ass. <laughs> So, um, Sylvia promised three times to take the test and never did. She not only denied that she'd ever been offered, she even said Randy ran from her to not let her take the test. Bro, fucking what a bitch. Childish bullshit, dude. I was like, oh my God. And I feel bad because like, it'd be really like his job is to like prove her wrong. Like that's what he's established career at. Yeah. Yeah. And like, a lot of her cheap, lame tactics are like probably work a lot. Like they get her a lot of credit, and he has to fight like really just half baked, smooth yeah. brain thoughts. You know, <laughs> they're just like, oh, she said yeah, it. She so. said it. It, it. It's true. Um. So, um. Then Randy. Okay, so there was there's this like organization that be, like people became, became like volunteer like parts of this busting right like they they were fighting for the truth this is basically what reddit was before we put it all on one yeah. website you know <laughs> and um so i found this guy who uh lied about a story to get her on the phone on air and she picks up and he's like um hey you, 620 days ago you agreed to a test and you haven't taken it yet why haven't you taken it yet like <laughs> corners Dude, are on yeah. tv and I was like, oh, my God, I love this shit. The guerrilla warfare days when you couldn't just tweet back at yeah. someone, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to get you, bitch. It's putting in the and, work. And and Sylvia was like, oh, he wouldn't validate that the money was real. And um, so then she agreed to take the test if that got sorted out. Because the lady, the person on the phone is like, oh, okay, so you're saying if he proves it was successfully that you agree to take the test on this date, like, totally nails her down on it. And, um... So Randy proves with a Goldman Sachs letter stating the prize account had the money in it with a legal commitment to pay out to the winner of the test. And at that point, Sylvia stopped responding oh, altogether. Oh, you don't say. Dude, 
Yeah, and I was like, he cornered her. Completely I wanna like, cornered her. I want to like know the conversation she had with like people close to her about it. Like what? Like I wonder if like yeah. she was like, oh, that's gonna they're gonna figure me out, or if they were like, or if she was just making ex- like she was so in the shit that like she was had to convince always trying to convince no, those yeah. around her. Yeah, I I've always wondered like maybe she believes some of it, and some of this stuff is like her natural like reaction to just protect her identity, her ego. Cause she, she's like her body knows she knows she's wrong. Mm. She knows she's wrong, but she's like, I'll just avoid that situation. And you you can stay out of it. And then you're like, well, I never got proved wrong. So I'm not wrong. I have a narcissist mom. I know exactly. how. I know. I've done the song and dance before. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) So I, I really don't think it's always intentional. And so maybe it's not fair to characterize her as like a horrible scammer, but the next part, maybe you'll feel differently about it. Okay. So, um, much of our, like our reviled, anti-hero frank abagnale sylvia also repeatedly claimed to have worked with law enforcement to find missing children of course um i found an old article from skeptical inquirer which went into this really well and the dude these guys went all in on this i love this shit they filed a fucking foia freedom of information yeah. act request with the fbi for all the records on her despite her supposedly working many cases um with the fbi including she once claimed the Ted Bundy case. Oh yeah. The FBI only had 52 pages of documents related to her. Uh. Um, It was confirmed to her credit that in 1997, she charged the Thibodeau PD $400 for psychic reading on a murder case. The murderer was caught ten years later, and oh. it had nothing to do with anything that came out of. She her just needed, yeah. I guess I don't know. I was about to say she just needed some time for that information. She was seen in the future, but nope, uh, no, ten years it wasn't related. Yeah, there was and, a, there was a case that I covered of uh, like the official witch of Salem, where the police department came and asked her to help with the case, and she did, and it, her information ended up being like helping them lead to um, something, you know, solving hey, it. But, yeah, yeah, no, no, right, I'm not, yeah, I'm not day, saying, you know, you know hey, this proves anything. I'm saying, but yeah, yeah there are times that fucking but people I get would, lucky. <laughs> if I find a dude, and that would feel so dude, good yeah. to gamble <laughs> oh like my that. God. Like she's in the woods behind yeah. that river and then they find her and you're like, oh, yeah, fucking that, got nothing it. would get yeah. you higher yeah. than that lie. <laughs> Uh, also, I think this is a shocking waste of money from the government. Of course, yeah. they paid $40 to a, a local hack. And I was like, how dare you? Are you serious? This is what you're spending your time on? Are you serious? Go find something. Yeah, fucking hire a detective or something, dude. Yeah, like, do your job. I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, so um, one senior FBI agent, Ted Gunderson, sounds oh, made Gunderson. up. Yeah. Name. I'm going to steal it from my D and D campaign. <laughs> uh, did claim to have worked with her a lot, and he he fucking backed this lady up. He even said she's one of the most accurate psychics in the country. A statement that was read on air on Anderson Cooper's show, straight to James Randi's face. Right, Anderson Anderson Cooper's out here skewering. Dude, yeah, James. yeah. After retirement, Ted Gunderson. Uh, became well known, got a lot of attention for spreading conspiracy theories 
about the use of child slave labor for underground satanic alien controlled facilities. Oh man. That is the man that Aaron Anderson Cooper used as a spear Dude. of truth to skewer James Randy. Also not I was like not surprised. Dude, the yeah. news is garbage. Fucking dude. Garbo. garbage. Especially if you watch Nathan Fielder. There he gets on the news for his stunts all the time. Like they don't know that it's a show and that he just passes along and they fucking gobble it up, dude. <laughs> You've got that's the best part about his show is seeing the news like eat it up. You've got to check that I out. I will. I need to, yeah. Uh so the documentation from the FOA, FOIA also revealed that she had never once been consulted for a reading on any case with the FBI. Obviously, she'd never worked with them. She's a liar, and the FBI needs to actually find people. Yeah. If they're not white ring terrorists. Um, the documents also refuted her claim that she gave F- a testimony to the FBI about the first World Trade Center attack, obviously, because they never worked with her. They even, so, and then this was cool because the article, or the person writing the article, like, went more into it. So they asked for an FOIA on, like, information about her related to the World Trade Center attack. Like, they were, like, really honed in on yeah. it. And then the FBI's like, dude, we don't have. What are you talking there's, about? There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting you on a list if you keep asking yeah, about for this. real. Um, this was the very same month that she pled no contest in California to a misdemeanor charge for selling securities without a permit. Nice. And it turns out that the FBI had actually been investigating her ass <laughs> and the Nirvana Foundation for quite some time. And they include they concluded that she probably did fake her net worth to fraudulently obtain loans that she used to buy a bunch of bullshit, and, but they didn't have enough evidence or of of motive or intent rather to come down on her so they dropped it but Damn. the fbi was like not nah, like they wrote like she probably did that like she, we just you know they want their 90 percent, and they're not gonna gamble so yeah they that's fair let it go and that also sucks, just think about it the fbi could be investigating us and just be over it yeah and just know? like well we can't we don't have enough to put them away so that's see you later. crazy yeah it's fucking that's wild cr- um so you think uh, being so publicly wrong all the time, she tried to hedge her bets, making a little more reasonable guesses. No, she has a long history of making huge bold claims on national TV. So um, there was this one's lighter, but still, they found there was a missing congressional intern in like the nineties. I forgot to write what year it was. Her name is Chandra Levy, and uh, it was a kind of a big political scandal. Actually, sunk this dude's VP uh, options because it was his intern, Damn. and he was totally cleared. He didn't do anything, obviously, uh, but it fucked his whole career up because she went missing. When they found her corpse, Brown uh, obviously took credit for it, but the police had been looking there for months. So yeah. she basically took the safest bet of being like, "It's right <laughs> it's there." Here. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, in 2004, she told Amanda Berry's mother on TV that her daughter was dead, that she, that her missing daughter had been killed. A decade later, Amanda Berry escaped from her captor, Ariel Castro. She alive, not a dead person. I do remember I wanted to look, about that. I was want to wonder if you knew about that case. I wanted to look into it because I wanted to know if her mom was alive when she found her. And I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, I don't know a ton about that. Well, hold on. Let me look it up real quick and see. Yeah, get in. I can refresh I my memory. Know. Um, so then she later told the Acres couple that a Hispanic man with dreads took their son and murdered him. 
Um, he was found weeks later uh, alive, kidnapped by not a Hispanic man with no dreads at all. And the family was upset because they changed their search based on what Brown said. And I was like, are you serious? How dare you? Oh, my God. Change your You're search looking... of no hard concrete evidence at Just all. Is someone saying something like that? Um, and she actually, while they were looking for the child, offered to help them for more money. She was like, she tried to sell her services. Oh, on what a fucking... National. Dude, dirty. Yeah, dirty. Jesus. Um, on the Montel Williams show, she told the grandmother of a missing four-year-old Opal Jennings that Opal was not dead. That she had been taking, taken to a sex ring in Japan. And uh, her body was found, um, I think it was just a few years later, dead. She died pretty much shortly after she had gone missing and was not sold into a sex slave ring Jesus. and was alive. So she made a really awful, bold claims right to these parents like grieving scared worried parents right to their faces i didn't realize ariel castro kidnapped three individuals not just amanda uh oh dang he kidnapped three of them and had them for like that long um like were they the ones who got out in california uh this was uh he held they he held them at his home in cleveland ohio Oh. He pled guilty to 937 criminal counts of rape, kidnapping, and aggravated murder as a damn. Oh, damn, my God. dude. Good. Fuck him. But damn, that is tough. I mean, you deserve it. You're a piece of shit. I hope you fucking burn in hell. But damn, 937. I hope he lives from, for the whole. Yeah, time yeah, that's true. I hope, prison. yeah, same. I hope, I hope fucking. Corpses, dust. Mm -hmm. um, so on her Novus website, she does claim that not only was her maternal grandmother a psychic and a healer, so is her son, as they claim there's a genetic component necessary to create an excellent psychic. And for $400, you can talk to her son and get a psychic reading for 30 minutes. What? 30 minutes? A little more reasonable, yeah. Thirty minutes, dude. I for four hundred dollars. You better fucking give me a good old dry handy for four hundred dollars, dude. Four hundred? It's yeah. not dry. It's yeah. not dry. <laughs> That's a nice handy for so sure. So when when was the the um she made that prediction about? Hold on, sorry, I didn't mean to go on. About who? I'll figure it out. No, I, that's, I mean, she's dead. Her career, she disappeared. Nobody cares about her anymore, which is kind of nice. And her, the entire era of TV psychics is over. And now her son is trying to be a scammer, and I don't think he's very successful. So, Good. you know, uh, whatever. So, end, of his, end of her story. Scammer's going to scam. Uh, oh, damn, dude. No. So Amanda Berry's mom, from what I'm seeing... Passed away in 2006. And oh, it's 2004 that she was told that. And, Dang, and, so she died thinking and, that her daughter and, was dead. Yeah, and Amanda Berry escaped in 2013. That That's sucks. awful. That fucking sucks, See? dude. Doesn't that make the, the psychic yeah. who's just trying to get TV attention like an awful I person? cannot imagine. I can't imagine, dude, like the... like the trauma. Looking that, someone that, in the eye and saying something that, like that. And like... The trauma that Amanda Berry and like um his other victims went through, like that's fucking insane, bro. Horrible nightmare. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, a hundred percent. Um, so uh, it's your turn now. Yes, it is. Hold on one second.
I gotta. I'm gonna mute myself so I can dump all these gummy snacks on the on my. I'm eating a sour desk. patch kid. That's why I was like, can't, I can't. I don't want to wrinkle the package. It's so loud. Yeah, I muted mine while you were talking to open up my. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I am going. So many oranges. What a rip off. Yeah, I've got this. Uh, I've, I've eaten all the good ones in this package. Dude, I got so now it's eight like, orange out of out of eleven pieces. What kind of gummy? Oh, I don't know. Fruit snacks. Yeah. I just bought a big Sam's Club back. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to be talking about Andrew Therian, who um, sounds like a sounds like a right wing asshole. Well, okay, <laughs> he's the name a, alone. He's actually the hero in this story. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So he basically like went full on Liam Neeson from Taken on some fucking debt collectors. Um, like metaphorically, oh. though. Unfortunately, he doesn't like kill anybody, but. Like, he fucking, this dude was, I don't know, man, this was a man on a mission. This is like, like, unbridled rage focus of what he did. So. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I totally understand it. Dude, Reagan and I were turning in, and this lady was, we were about to get in an identical car accident. (laughs) He wasn't paying attention. She was turning. I was, like, watching her. I was, I could see her face not looking at her, uh, us. She was driving (laughs) into us. And I was like, I was ready to just, just throw like, get hands, in a fight. Yeah. I was like, dude, if I get in another accident like this, I'm going to fucking out. lose my mind. I completely understand the focus, you know? So, um, so, so he's from Rhode Island. And so at this point in time, we're in 2015, he's a salesman for a promotion company. Um, it's like, he basically called grocery stores and talked about the different promotions they can do or whatever. So, uh, sales was something that came very easy to uh, our little rotten soldier, Andrew. Um, he was uh, friendly and charming, and uh, he was a very good, persistent, and smooth talker. He had that, that old silver tongue. So one day in February of 2014, Andrew is giving a sales pitch to somebody when he gets a call from his wife, and she's a bit distressed. Uh, she said she had gotten a voicemail from a very stern, uh, authoritative-sounding man that said, Andrew was in some kind of trouble, and then he, that he needed to verify an address to present Andrew with a formal claim, and that Andrew was, quote, officially notified. Like, officially notified of what, you fucking bozo? Like, I thought you needed an address to notify, but... it you obviously make up Yeah, it's somebody who's just making, basically making stuff up, but or a debt collector, like, trying to scare people. I saw, dude, my, I, my mom was harassed for years by debt collectors because she was in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, Kind of her fault, but I saw all the dirty tactics, dude. dude. They, they are, are ruthless. Filth. They are filthy. So, so in this story, I'm going to tell you how that works, how like selling off debt works, and why sometimes okay. when you pay it off, you yeah. still get calls. So, after getting this call from his wife, uh, a few minutes later, like clockwork, Andrew's phone rings, and guess what? It's the same fucking guy who called his wife. He said his name was Charles Cartwright and told Andrew that he owed $700 on a payday loan. And Andrew was like, yeah, okay, buddy, eat shit. I don't know anything. And proceeds to tell this guy, like, what he thought about a shitty scam. Also, don't ever fucking take a payday loan. We've talked about this before. For the love of yeah, God, just true. stay poor. Just, like, it's, tough it you'll out. never like, get poorer or faster. Yeah, yeah you will wish you loan. stayed broke if you take a payday loan. I feel like the payday loan is the last step. Yeah, like, it's that's like when you're done, like you're like you're dying and need to buy medicine or something like that. 
Um, so Andrew tells this guy to get fucked, and the and the dude uh, and the dude Carwright hangs up. Then Carwright calls his calls Andrew back, and is pissed off, and is like, "I want to meet you face to face to teach you a lesson." Fucking you do. loser, you really want to do? So, that. Yeah. So Andrew's like, "All right, buddy, come on over." Like, "What's up, dude?" And uh, get this fucking two piece combo with a side of fries. <laughs> and Cartwright's like, "I will," but then proceeds to make a comment that he hopes Andrew's wife is home, and goes even further to make um. a threat involving rape. And Andrew's like. All right, you done did it. Okay, it's over. Yeah. So Andrew, <laughs> ooh, that yeah, would get. Me. Yeah, he's like, so he's like, all right, cool. Well, now I need, I know I needed to devote all my time into. Um, he wasn't gonna stand idly by while this fucking dick dragging around a body made threats about his wife. So he vows to find out who this dude is and who his employers were, and you know the people basically instructing this guy to call him and collect debt yeah. that's not real. So this is when the obsession starts. He starts digging. So the scam that this person tried uh, on Andrew is called, a, is called a phantom debt scam. Basically, scummy pieces of shit call you, tell you that you have to repay a debt that doesn't exist. And it sounds super legit because they dig up a ton of info on you, and they buy your personal data to... Uh, they buy personal data that's like, you know, individuals who have prior loans and information... Excuse me, like that, so they can reach out to you and make and sound even more legit. It's super scummy, and it's a huge racket that nets a ton of money. In 2012, a call center in India was busted for making 8 million calls in just 8 months to collect these phantom debts. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So what makes these cases super hard to prosecute is that the data that these scammers are using to pick their victims has been bought and repackaged and sold so many times, it's super hard to find where the source comes yeah. from. So Andrew begins digging. He worked his day job, and then as soon as he was off the clock, he'd turn around and dive right into this new obsession. He starts befriending shady collectors and loan sharks and would, like, blackmail them into giving up who their supplier uh, was. And then he would rinse and repeat and slowly oh, just climb shit. the ladder of fucking Even good yeah, detective. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. The police's job. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So his main goal was to find out who this Cartwright guy was. So he dialed the number that he had left that Cartwright had left Andrew's wife when he initially called. And that led him to lakefront pro uh, processing in Buffalo. So the lady on the phone said she'd never heard of Cartwright, obviously, and suggested that he was basically a freelancer, but her records indicated that Andrew owned Andrew owed a payday lender called Vista, and we could clear this all up if he just made a small payment. So Andrew, oh my God! So Andrew had in fact taken out a loan a while back to cover bills when he was a copier salesman after being stiffed on his commission. But he knew for a fact that he would promptly pay them. He had promptly paid the loan back. And, like, in the article, fucking, the uh, main source was a Bloomberg article that wrote about this, but I, there was a couple other places I went to to find out further information. But um, he seems like a stupid, he seems like a fucking straight-up guy. Like, the dude doing an interview, he was like, yeah, he would only accept an interview as long as they left his wife name, wife's name out, his location. And, like, the Andrew, when he talks about repaying this fucking debt, he was like, I'm a fucking straight-up guy. You know, I fulfilled my obligation, and that was that, and there's nothing they can do about it. So, um, so he had, in fact, taken out that loan, um, and he promptly paid it all back. And the fucking lion, the witch, and the audacity to this bitch on the phone to suggest that Andrew was a deadbeat and try to shake him down for more money 
only fueled his obsession. Oh more. yeah. So he oh, starts. Yeah. God, so yeah. he starts digging more. I'm like, I start fucking Dude, emailing your graduating I, class yeah. at this point. It's about where he goes to. So, um, so he starts digging more. He finds security filings saying that Vista had merged with a company called That Market Solutions Incorporated. He pays a few dollars to an online people search website and promptly gets the president of the company's phone number. Um, so disgusting. Yeah, and right. Not great. Easy. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So he calls this fucking son of a bitch, and he's like, "Hey, dickhead!" And obviously, I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, "You sold my information to a bunch of thugs." And it's like, I want to know why, uh, you know, what the, what are you going to do about it? Why am I getting all these calls? You know, I want to know what the fuck you're going to do about it. Within a few hours, Andrew has a letter from the company stating that he had never borrowed money from them. And, um, you know, that was that, but it's not, he's not going to stop there. Obviously you're like, uh, you're like, okay, okay. well, this is delicious, yeah, but, I, but I'm, I'm not satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he turns his attentions back to Lakefront, and after doing more digging, he finds a corporate parent owned by two dudes from Buffalo. So he calls them and their lawyer. When the lawyer tries to skirt him, he bombards him with more calls to his home, um, more calls nice. to his to his home, and on a cell phone. So this harassment was enough for Lake for Lakefront to fuck off for good. Like they're like, all right, we're gonna leave you alone. Uh, despite Lakefront, you know, skedaddling, um, the collection calls kept coming. Yeah, they called. His, they called him. They called his wife. They called his brother. Oh they even called his God. grandparents. The fact that his name had ended up on one of these phantom debt lists enrages him, and again adds more fuel to this obsession. He's about to burn the whole Dude, thing yeah. around. So he spent hours at night combing through filings, lawsuits, and anything that he could find uh, the uh, about the owners of this agency who were harassing him. He'd get a name. Uh, he literally called their home and basically told them, I'm your fucking problem now. You're dealing with me. <laughs> and made sure they knew he wasn't going anywhere until they told them who supplied their debt portfolio. Andrew would go as far as to make a small payment on some of the loans and then check his, or, you know, quote, loans they said he owed. And then he would check his bank account records to see uh, where Ooh. it went and use that as a lead. Oh, damn. Yeah. So at Put my bank Dude, yeah, that, yeah, true, true. So at this point, he has a whole like spreadsheet that he has titled the calls called scums.xlsx, and he used them to track people. He would put, he would find a person that was of interest. He'd put them on the spreadsheet. He would put their convictions, um, if they've ever been arrested, anything about them, their home phone number, stuff like that. Oh, he was dealing yeah. with people. He was dealing with people who were convicted of like counterfeiting, stock fraud, drug dealing. Some of the fucking people he had to deal with were like fucking kid diddlers. Uh, I like to think that he started this list as just like info about it, and then he's like added a crimes tab. Yeah, dude, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's going full like uh, he's going full Pepe Silva on this oh, entire yeah. ordeal. Absolutely. So, so Andrew was relentless. One of the people that he kept calling thought he, like, literally the this person that he kept harassing thought he was an undercover fed because he gathered so much yes. information about yes. that person and his business. 
Um, you quote, it's an obsession. It's unbelievable. An outright vigilante crusade. One debt, uh, one debt player said also stating uh, quote, it doesn't seem to equal the harm that was done to him. <laughs> um, and the uh, quotes from yeah. the people he's harassing. So at this point in time, Andrew has dropped his pursuit of Cartwright. He concludes that it was an untraceable alias and, he, he was just never going to find him. It was He needs to focus his efforts elsewhere. So he aims his sights at the phantom debt business itself, the business that he, you know that called him, basically, not just the guy. It's crazy that he couldn't – like he really couldn't figure out who that guy I, was. I mean, I – That would drive me crazy. Yeah, it would drive me crazy, It's also too. why I record all of my phone calls. Yeah, true. I have your ass so, on so that shit. So he ends up recording a lot of phone calls. So basically yeah. his – I think his idea behind it was like – I, you know, I can't get this Cartwright guy, so I can't cut off one of these tentacles, so I might as well cut off its head. Uh, and he's like, I would I'm really going after the company. On that yeah, I would dude. too. Yeah, would, I know. Oh, I, I, would, I for sure one would, would as well. So um, he aims aside at the business itself. Like, um, so, like I said prior, Phantom Debt is a huge business. So agencies who lend will so agencies who hand out this money they will recoup whatever money they can and then they'll sell the rest off so that sold debt then gets repackaged and resold countless times to um just countless times to different like collect quote collecting agencies so so it le- legitimate debt gets cloned a bunch and becomes illegitimate debt basically so agencies will also inf- America's a scam. Yeah, I have fucking a hundred percent. So agencies will also inflate balances, and some will create a redo list full of people who have already quote settled their debt, but will be harassed regardless. And apparently, redo lists are super valuable because the people on them have already shown a willingness to pay a debt Ugh. over the phone. So Andrew focuses on finding the sources of these lists, and his sites are trained on Buffalo. So Buffalo is one of the poorest cities in the U.S., and it's a fucking hub for the collection industry. Agent like collection agencies in Buffalo are like a dime a dozen, and they are they work the oldest and cheapest like debt lists. So according Jesus. to the Bureau of Labor, scummy dude, yeah, dude, for rot of beaters. Yeah, they're yeah. picking this fucking scraps out of the dirt. Fucking horrible. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Literally the fucking worst. So, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, debt collector is a more common job than bartender or construction worker in Buffalo. Um, like, that's oh how big God. of an industry it is there. So, Andrew goes on the hunt. He fucking releases the hound that was his obsession on as many Buffalo collectors as he could. He wears them down until they tell him the information he wanted. He just fucking harasses them until they can't fight anymore. Amazing. Yeah, so through all these findings, one name kept popping up. Joel Tucker, a former payday loan mogul from good old KC. Um, Again, don't get payday loans. Stay broke. Uh, But So this guy is from Kansas City, and by the summer of 2015, Andrew basically tracks this dude down. Andrew knows, like, he, I had not tracked him down to the point where he, like, has his number or anything, but he's kind of, like, triangulated the area that Joel Tucker lives in, which is Kansas City. So, um, 
Andrew knows to get to Tucker, he needs an inside man in the KC debt collecting circle. And he finds oh one. God. Dude, yeah. It's kind of fucking trolling the bars yeah. with, with a pocket full of coke. Well, you he, know, dude, he's, for yeah. A and he's in Rhode <laughs> Island this entire time, bro, just fucking like doing this. Yeah. So he finds his inside man who is named Frampton Ted Roland the Third. His company was listed as the original creditor for uh, one of Andrew's supposed loans. Andrew calls Ted, and he fucking sang like a canary. Andrew learns that old Ted's life was falling apart. He had been sued by the FTC over his lending practices. He had also lost all of his money, and his wife was leaving him. And then I wrote, oh, thank God. did someone get addicted to fast money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, at least something bad happened to that guy. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, it gets worse. Good. So, um, uh, anyway, Andrew, you know, somewhat sympathizes with him. He sees uh, Roland as a man who made bad choices out of the desire to provide for his family, and they start talking regularly. Ted tells Andrew he blames Tucker for his life being in shambles. Perfect. So, yeah, just <laughs> what Andrew needs. So. Yeah. Tucker was the founding father of KC's debt collecting industry. He was one of them, at least. Um, he created it. So he created it with his two brothers. So Scott Tucker was the oldest, and the brains. Scott. Oh, Scott. Wait, what is that a coincidence? What? Scott Tucker is who my neighbor worked for. The felon. I don't know. Is Scott Tucker the billionaire from KC? Was it? That'd be crazy. Let me check. Dude, maybe. Yeah. Was this it? Is, yeah. It's that guy. That's crazy. Um, oh, I always wondered how he got his money. Oh, yeah. this. Well, this is it. I'm about to tell this you. Is oh, yeah. About to oh. tell you. So, so Scott Tucker, he was the oldest. He was the brains behind everything. He created the groundwork. Uh, scamming was kind of his thing. He had already served a prison sentence for a scam in which he pretended yeah. to work for J.P. Morgan. So... The middle son, Blaine, was a popular and talented musician, and Joel Tucker was just a natural-born salesman. In the mid-1990s, Scott opens a payday loan store and gives his brothers jobs. Turns out, taking advantage of poor people is super profitable. Am I right, rich people and politicians? And the church. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so, Kind of all the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. So Scott starts taking, starts making tons of money. Like, like thanks to his little secret. Uh, not uh, sorry. I, I let me backtrack. So Scott starts making tons of money, and he's and it's because he's got a little secret in the trade, and it's crime. Not only is he opening payday loan stores, yeah, it's crime. <laughs> yeah. Um, not only is he opening payday loan stores in states where it's legal. He was also opening payday loan uh, stores or websites in states where it was illegal. So what he was doing, I he was using a loophole where he would create a website that were on paper owned by an American Indian tribe, which would claim sovereign immunity from regulators. Uh, those little sites charge as much as of up to like a hundred and you know. Charge like at minimum $150 in interest on a two week $500 loan for an interest rate about 700%. Um, so that's how he was getting around it. They were 700%. Dude, fucking bonkers. Dude, my, yeah, my neighbor was his lawyer for this. That's so wild. He signed the papers and his wife is native. 
He did all that. Really? Horrible piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, I mean, granted, the loophole he found, kind of clever. I'm not going to lie. A little, pretty, little clever. Pretty genius. Yeah, pretty genius. Pretty genius. But, uh, you know, still a piece of shit. You're fucking kind of the worst of the worst. You're a bottom Kind of the, absolutely yeah. the worst. And not only are you like, you're not feeding your family, you're becoming wealthy. Yeah. It. Oh, you're he like made, a piece dude. of shit. Fucking makes so much money. So I, you know, obviously I have no sympathy for this fucking dude. Uh, Eat shit and die. So this loophole was obviously super lucrative. They were only in business. um, They were the, so these payday loan sites that he set up in these illegal states, they were the only business that people could go to when they needed something like that because payday loan stores were illegal. It just, these found a loophole. So, um, Scott generated $2 billion in revenue from 2003 to 2012. He spent fucking more than $60 million to start his own professional Ferrari racing team. Like a yes. fucking nerd. Absolutely. Yeah, I've seen this weed. fucking car. He had his car in our neighbor's driveway. <laughs> oh, my God. Our neighbor would like to pretend that he owned a lot of the stuff that Scott Tucker did. So he'd bring it over and be like, look at my car. Like his his Ferrari was one of them. I sat in that fucking thing. No shit, really? Yeah. That's and, crazy. Uh, uh, he, yeah, he'd pretend that he owned it and he, you know, he didn't. He, he did. Uh, but he, I'm pretty sure when his friends bought him an armored personnel carrier as a joke, I think that was real. I think he had to deal with that and it was like a huge pain in the Really? Face. Yeah, because you can't. Where to put? Where do you yeah, put that's it? True. That's where do you fucking true. put it? It looks <laughs> ridiculous. You can't have that in your driveway in Joko, dude. It'd be hilarious though. Yeah, it, is. Um, it was. It was super cool. So, uh, around 2005, old Joel splits to start a company that would allow anyone to get into the online payday loan lending business. Basically, you. He would supply all the tools and software you needed to create your own payday loan business and offer a steady stream of customers. The only thing you had to do was pay him some motherfucking money and be cool with skirt skirting the law. Um, and he would take you on as a client. So it worked too. I mean, uh, of course it is. You're fucking. You're fucking over poor people. Fucking over poor people is always profitable. Um, because the law doesn't care. Yeah, the law doesn't care people. about poor people. Um, so our boy Ted also happened to be one of Tucker's clients. So the guy that Andrew finds his inside man, um, good old Ted Roland, um, was one of Tucker's clients and the money, uh, fucking was coming in. He was making bank. And that is until the banks stopped doing business with sketchy payday lenders. Thanks to the pressure from regulators. And in 2014, the feds raided Ted's office and the FBI began investigating the Tucker brothers. Hell yeah. So this led to Blaine Tucker, one of the brothers, committing suicide by jumping off a parking garage in 2014. Hell yeah. Suicide's badass. Um, And so Scott was later charged with racketeering as well. So, Andrew begins his search for Joel Tucker, and boy howdy is he a hard man to find. Andrew went as far as tracking down Joel's 81-year-old mother, and she insisted that she did not know where her son was. Um, So, Andrew develops this network of Kansas City sources. He's using a burner app on his phone to spoof numbers, so it seems like he's local and he can be anywhere, you know, fucking just, you know, I'm one of you, blah, 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 blah. 
Up oh, shit, I think it was like twice. It's okay. Yeah, yeah you've been doing that's good. fine. Yeah, we've been we're doing, we're doing all right. So he calls everyone's wives, widows, business partners, even a fucking waitress who used to work at a restaurant that the Tucker brothers owned. He'd have his sources drive by places he thought Joel would be living to look for his vehicle. He started. Uh, he called one of Joel's associates' mother-in-law and asked about him, going as far as to telling her she should look into who her daughter is married uh, married to. Uh, nice, dude. He was dude that's out that's for the blood. shit I would be doing. That's what I would be doing. Like I'd be ruining their their whole thing, out for like, fucking whole blood, life. dude. He was with the shits. So around November of 2015. Andrew puts together this theory that since Tucker's business had given him access to a huge database of people who applied for loans, what if when old Joe Tucker was broke and needed money, he'd taken applicants' personal informations, invented, like, made up loan balances, and sold the list as a portfolio of delinquent debt? He took this theory to genius. The, yeah, he, it, like genius. It, yeah, so he took this theory. He's not even exploiting a poor person at that point. Yeah, he's exploiting the people who want to exploit poor people. Yeah. So he wow. takes this theory. Uh, Andrew takes this theory to the FBI and the FTC, and fucking surprisingly, they listen to him. Uh, like, wait, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Jamie, play, Jamie, play that back for me. Hold on one second. <laughs> um, so. They listened to him, and in the article, it's like, he's like, my phone calls were, like, long-winded, no, like, you know, I was kind of rambling, but they were patient and listened to everything I had to say. So, Joel had already been on the radar, uh, on their radar, but they weren't moving quick enough for Andrew, so he was just going to keep doing what he was doing. So <laughs> He's like, I'm a bust of yeah, myself, yeah. FBI. Uh, he's like, like, Debu- like deputize me right now. He's going to, like, yeah. absolutely clown on us. <laughs> so, in January of 2016, Andrew gets a breakthrough. When a former employee of Tucker's agrees to arrange a call between him and between Tucker and Andrew to clear the air. Andrew was ecstatic. He was like, I don't know oh, why yeah. this dude wants to talk to me I'm now after like, dragon. yeah, yeah. He's about to catch the dragon. He was ecstatic. So he sets up a device to record the phone call, obviously. And during said call, Joel Tucker is obviously very defensive. Uh, he's telling Andrew that if any of the portfolios he's sold now contain phantom death, they must have been doctored after leaving his hands. You know, fucking gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss, deflect that blame nice. anywhere else but you. Bulletproof, um, yeah. Teflon dog. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tucker and Andrew go back and forth, and fucking Andrew is just like giving it to this dude with fucking both barrels. He's like, because like the like Joel obviously is trying to like, oh, um, you know. I didn't do anything wrong, blah, 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 blah. Well, shit, damn it. I was good at it, and I'm getting back <laughs> into it. Um, uh, but he's just fucking giving it to this dude because Tucker's like, you know, who are you? Like, well, you know, what do you want? And Andrew's like, I'm the guy you fucked with too many times. Like, I'm gonna, I'm coming to fuck you up, dude. Just giving him the business. So um, at the end of the call, all... Mr. Tucker was offering to help Andrew collect evidence about crimes committed by other people in the payday loan business. A scummy piece of shit. Like you can't, I guess no honor among thieves, but no. whatever. So this, whatever dude, every, if he's going to ruin other people's scammer lives, that's sweet, fine. Yeah. You know, awesome. You, you get one good boy point versus yeah. 10 billion anti. Very true. 
So this uh, started a, a channel of conversation between the two. They talked back and forth a few times a week. And Andrew is baffled that this dude thinks he didn't do anything wrong. And he even says in the article, he's like, I think he has like a mental illness that makes him think he is yeah. just like innocent. Um, Andrew, it's the only way to get that much money. Yeah, uh, that is fucking, you are correct. Yeah. Um, so Andrew hated Joel, uh, but he kept those emotions hidden so he could continue collecting evidence from him. So around the year mark of when this all started, uh, he obtained two very crucial set of documents. In March of 2016, he flew to California to meet a debt broker who handed over some contracts that Tucker had signed. Excuse me. Hold on. There we go. He also received an email from a manager of a collections agency. Andrew had been in contact with this manager for like the, for the last few weeks trying to appeal to this guy's conscience to give Andrew, like Andrew's like, come on, man, it's the right thing to do. Give me something to work with. And it finally worked. The agency manager sent over files that included actual phantom debt documents full of names and social security numbers. Oh, yes. And, dude, yeah. So, um, and the, yes. the metadata of this information also gave Andrew another name to look into. Uh, a man by the name of... So he's doing this. Yes, not he is, FBI. dude. No, 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 no. This is all the FBI, dude. He is outpacing the yeah, fucking FBI. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he... So it, this metadata gives him a new name to look into, a guy by the name of Rob Harsh, who is Joel Tucker's IT guy. Um, and then, sidebar, the manager who gave over those documents died of a drug overdose a few months later. Um or Diddy. Uh, yeah, or Diddy, yeah. Or Fuck Diddy. It, the, the scandalous debt collector's game, dude. Hired shooters I on would, the street. Dude, I would not be surprised yeah, at me neither. all. Although I think they would poison each other. Yeah. They're just scummy, it seems like, dirty yeah, little Yeah, don't want to look at the person know? when you kill them. You're just going to yeah. poison them. Yeah. I guess yeah. That. That's, yeah. So in May of 2016, Andrew emails his discoveries over to the FTC, which he promptly gets a response from a lawyer telling him that, like, hey, we need to talk about this. Call us. Um, so he also gave his intel to some private lawyers who were going after Tucker in Texas. So uh, Rob Harsh, the IT guy, was contacted in August of 2016, and he submits an affidavit to the court, and he testifies that Tucker had asked him to manipulate a database of almost 8 million payday loan applications, writing in a made-up lender and adding in $300 for the amount owed of each person. The FTC sued against old Ted... Uh, oh, uh, sorry. The FTC against our buddy Ted Rowland, um, which also drew Tucker in further to the, the Fed's case. Um, and it caused... And, and basically... Because they were investigating Ted Rowland's company and yeah. he was getting taken down, uh, Tucker got drawn into that and he was now uh, basically told he has to return the $30 million that he received in this scam. Um, and Tucker was like, I can't do that. I'm broke. I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. have any you money. Spent my $30 yeah. million. Um, so not long after the that case happened um, and Rowland was also basically fucked. Uh, he calls Andrew and is like, hey, I'm thinking of killing myself and I just want to say bye. And Andrew is basically like, listen, man, I've been kind of callous with you, but I, you know, I, I still care. I don't want anything to happen. I don't want anything bad to happen to you. 
So Andrew informs well, the police that they intervene and they interview Veen, but Roland ends up shooting himself uh, that October. Dang. Uh, yeah, crazy. So, dang, mm-hmm. hey, what an adult, dude! I don't know if I could have got that guy on the phone. And yeah, it, it been like, yeah, and been. But yeah. I also wouldn't want him to kill himself because I'm like, you're going to prison. Yeah, you, yeah, like, you need to you serve your time. Yeah, yeah. So finally, fuck. in December of 2016, the FTC sued Tucker for selling Phantom Debt, and Andrew had been spot on with his hypothesis of what Tucker was doing with his Phantom Debt. Like he called it, holy like, shit. nail in the head, dude. So Holy, what was this guy's job before? He was he, a, he was a salesman. He sold uh promotions to like grocery stores and he shit. He needs dude. a yeah, career yeah, change. Yeah, right? <laughs> Holy so, shit. Turns out Tucker had invented more than 7.7 million fake debts and sold them to a series of middlemen for 4.2 million dollars. He was ordered to pay back that money plus the 30 million he already owed. The FTC never credited Andrew, even though he very well deserved it. And fucking yeah, and he did all this work. Um, Andrew still fucking wasn't satisfied. He wanted Joel to face real prison time and not some fucking fine that he would never be able to pay back. Um, So Andrew stayed in touch with the FBI's Kansas City office and FBI uh, spokesperson had declined to. uh, like basically to comment to the Bloomberg article reporter um, if old Joel Tucker was actually being investigated for like criminal charges, but a few of his associates had told the reporter that the FBI had contacted them about Joel. Um, so spoiler alert, they were. So okay, Joel and Andrew did talk a little bit more during the ruling, and during their conversation, Joel talks about how his brother Scott was convicted on all 14 charges um, he was faced with for his payday loan scam, netting him 17 years in prison. Joel also he basically... He has to serve him. Yeah. Uh, he has to serve him. Joel also basically pleaded to Andrew for mercy, stating, quote, I've lost a brother, got a uh, brother going to prison, put this away, Andrew. I'm tired, buddy. I'm fucking tired. To which Andrew responded, I'm tired too because I'm still getting harassed by these motherfuckers. He's um, like, I'm tired of yeah. not having more ass to yeah. kick, brother. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so eventually Andrew gets his wish, and in 2021, I believe, old Joel Tucker is sentenced to 12.5 years in prison and ordered to pay more than $12 million in unpaid taxes for his little phantom debt scheme. Prosecutors had been seeking only 11 years, but Judge Roseanne Ketchmark bumped the term up because uh, supposedly because of her feelings stemming from the disclosure that this fucking asshole received $20,000 from the Paycheck Protection Program, even though he owed millions of dollars in unpaid taxes oh and lied my. on his application saying he was not facing criminal uh, an indictment. You're going was. to extra prison, Dude, sir. fucking what an absolute boner, bro. What, like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it is like... It's pathological. Like some of these people, like they've just got to fucking keep digging. Dude, it's, it's that insane. like saying sexual attraction to money is what it is, man. Like, dude, they're ill it, for sure. It is. It's like it's a hundred percent like an illness. That shit it's because Billy McFarland did the same shit. He ran another scam awaiting sentencing, yep. and they're like, "Dude, you're fucked like, now." Like, how do you just like how do you just not stop? Just stop. And Anna Sorkin did that too. Fuck dude, it. They're 
scum. It, dude, it is it is for sure uh, uh, an illness, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, they're just on their grind, bro. They're just fucking no, just putting in the work, just, bro. They're psychopaths. Yeah, they're at, they fucking are. psychopaths. They don't they don't even see people. Dude, that's crazy. You're telling me that story, and then you're like, Scott Tucker. I was like, oh! Yeah, I didn't think sh- that... Uh, I didn't I know didn't, it's had this element of this rogue everything, yeah, kicking everyone's ass he the fucking, whole way. Dude, he went... He balled. He better get he a balled. movie, right? They're gonna do a movie. I hope him, so. Right? He deserves it. Andrew, He's gonna get a... What was it? What was that? The big short? He'll oh, get a big yeah. short. He'll get a big short. Andrew deserves sure. it. That dude is... Sheer. It would feel good to put both of those motherfuckers in prison yes, and would. have a dead one. You're um, just like, oh, that's all it is. Like, I just work. took down a fucking family, like a, a crime fam- family, a crime dude. family, dude. That um, feels good. You fucking that man. I there are. It's one of the things where it's like you're just. I don't even know what to call it. It's like div- like just divine. Um, energy energy divine rage determination yeah Yeah. primal rage of wanting revenge all you have to do is care more than them yeah and you you just gotta keep doing it you know and if they're if they're that fucking balls to the wall about scamming people and making money it means they're probably like narcissists so they think you're never gonna get one over on them so they're gonna fucking they always think they're geniuses yeah 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 dude that is awesome that's a great story. Dude, I yeah, can't it was insane. That is what my neighbor yep. was in charge. Wait, what a piece of shit. He put his name on all that. Uh-huh. And so this is a dirty money episode. It's the second episode of the first season. They cover this. And oh, my really? neighbor is in it. Yeah, he's in it. That's fucking and you know, they both him and Scott Tucker make themselves out to be the victims. Of and course I'm like, they do. Sorry, man. Cause you know, it sucks that the FBI showed up to your house and pointed guns at your family. That yeah. sucks. But you did that. You did that, yeah. It's your not fault. Not the FBI. You the, did that. The FBI would not be at your house if you weren't scamming a bunch of people. So a uh, dude. I don't and like, to sit there uh, and have the audacity to be like Oh, well, I handed over legitimate documents, so whatever happened was out of my hands. Shut up, man. No one believes you. No one fucking no, believes you. No, not at all. Not a single person. Dude, and Scott Tucker, you know, like, tons of mil- He made billions of dollars. Like, he had hundreds of millions of dollars, and he actually got 17 years of prison. He's going to prison. As he fucking deserves, dude. That's deserves. Good. That's I good lo- shit. I love when rich people get put in prison. My neighbor is supposed to get out in a few years. Cause I think he only got seven, and but he's an Australian citizen, so he's going to be deported. Oh, he's okay, out. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what was your divorce. yeah? What what was your neighbor's <laughs> name? Uh, I'm not gonna say his oh, name. Okay, well, Tim. Yeah, I guess, Tim. I feel like I read about him in the fucking one of the articles I read too. Because he's, uh, I mean, he he's in the yeah the dirty yeah. money episode, so yeah. he's, he was part of it. They, I mean, and he got seven years, so like he fucking had his hands all over that shit. That's crazy, dude. That's I'm just fucking... like, you know, no matter what he says to me ever again, I'm like, I said, dude, you did it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you think you how you should have been treated or whatever. And you like, can deny, deny, horrible. deny, but like there was enough evidence for them to bring a case against you, which means. Like like we said, the FBI doesn't bring a case against you unless they have like a ninety eight percent certainty that they can convict so, you of something. This is in, inside story. When they moved in, 
they bought a house in a normal mid-level Joko neighborhood. Yeah. You know, my dad's lived there for a while. It's a decent place. Nice, you know, $300,000 houses or whatever, $200,000. And he, when they moved in, they bought this house and they started renovating the ever-loving fuck out of it constantly for like years. And and then all those, the Scott Tucker's cars started showing up in and out. And I was like... My dad and I had talked about it before. We're like, I think he's doing something illegal and he's trying to dump his money into the house so they can't seize it. Yeah. I think he's trying to turn the house into the money. Oh. And, and yeah. And that's for he, sure. Yeah. And, you know, they, they kept the house because he has a, you know, a family and they, they're not going to like leave him on the streets. And his wife's a lawyer. So oh, really? Like, yeah. Fuck so, anyway. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like they, I, I always expected he was trying to, I think he knew he was making fast money and he was trying to put it in something solid. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy, and dude. Then he went to prison. This fucking story's come full circle. I know. In, that's in your life, so that's weird. Wild, yeah, bro. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I remember you telling me about your neighbor that was like shady or whatever, but I didn't know it was this incident that that he was involved in. I didn't know. Yeah, like I said, that whole part of it. I just thought it was like a you know standard FBI rich guy stuff, yeah. you know, but like this had one dude dragging this along. That's sick. Just fucking That's fucking sick. One, Kansas City did not look good. No, on no. This episode. Yeah, I can't have not at all. I can't imagine they would fucking <laughs> payday loan lenders pieces of shit. I mean, but I mean, we had Oh, is my dog? Sorry. We had the the uh, Sylvia Brown out here telling people their kids are dead. That's true. And she, Kansas City. Yeah. And we had Scott Tucker, Kansas City. This is a Kansas City hate episode, dude. Um, yeah. Kansas City fair. slander episode. Uh, but yeah, so that is our uh, episode today. So we'll be back next week. Um, we're going to try to get back on schedule. It's not like it matters to y'all because you're still getting episodes on the yeah, day that you're supposed to. So. All of you, yeah. uh, but we will. Oh, we did get a little bit of mail a little bit of messages someone messaged us and uh, they didn't say if they wanted their name so i won't say it that they had to drive 16 hours uh for the holidays and so they downloaded 15 hours of our podcast nice. to listen to straight the whole way which Dude, is hell sick. yeah that's fucking that's insane tight. yeah it's bananas and then i think there was one more Oh, someone sent a meme that was just fixing my celery and handful of chocolate chips depression meal while listening to an hour-long podcast on the history of Beanie Babies. That was a meme <laughs> that already existed. I was like, hey, we did that. That was <laughs> us, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> also, we need to remember for next time to watch the Oni Oboe's recreation of the Monty Python sketch because remember one of our listeners downloaded it for us so we could Oh, see really? It uh, on the, that's yeah, right. On the one, that's right. They, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that um, next week. Oh yeah, I I didn't check. Um, I guess I haven't checked the email in a while. And we had a uh, email from the nineteenth of December that I don't know if we read this on air. I can't remember uh, from one of our regular anonymous writers who said, "I swear, someone from Netflix listens to your podcast. They just released a series about the McDonald's caller you covered, fucking Donna Summers." God. Damn also, it. I thought I thought about it, and I think I would have freaked out too. But when a manager would have asked me to strip, I would have refused. Alarm bells would have gone off because growing yeah. up, my mom, brother, and I would watch Special Victims Unit and Crime Minds together. So I think I would have had a police have had the police pick me up and would have asked for the quote officer's first and last name, which unit he's with, etc. Glad Goose covered a lighter stories because you had me 
had me had me seething literal blood boiling. I yeah, was so that one was a, yeah, it was a brutal. That was miserable. That yeah. was brutal. I like the mafia family ripping off McDonald's. Yeah, just crazy, <laughs> delicious. Yeah, <laughs> fucking bonkers, bro. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Love you so much. Bye bye.